Well, hello and good morning, everybody. It is the Monday Main Point. Uh, it's Monday, April the 4th, 2022, and uh, we're here at Rosa Sharon Baptist Church, um, coming to you live on that on, on Monday. Um, we're excited to be here. I'm at least excited to be here. I'm glad to be done with traveling, guys. Um, I'm, uh, that was a uh, it was a great trip. For those of you who don't know, I, I, I was gone last week to take my daughter to visit some colleges. It's about that time of, of, of the season for us. Uh, it's uh, bittersweet, I'm just being honest, because uh, um, we're excited for her, excited for what that means. But we also know, you know, we'll 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 be losing um, uh, one from the from the house here pretty soon. So. Um, uh, it's, it's been, it, but it was great. We got to go, uh, check out <laughs> from one end of, of the country to the other. We were, um, on Sunday night or, well, actually on uh, Tuesday morning, I was in Long Island, New York. And then by Tuesday evening before midnight, I was in Las Vegas, Nevada. Oh, wow. And then the next day we were in Salt Lake City. So, um, She's uh, looking at University of Utah in Salt Lake City, and then she's also looking at uh, Hofstra University in, in, in New York there. So anyway, uh, the, the, the trip back uh, exhausted us. We were, we were three hours. It's a three-hour difference, right, between, between them. And then uh, I took the red eye of red eyes <laughs> on Saturday night because uh, we were scheduled to leave out like at 11.50 on um, – uh, 11.50 their time, Vegas time. And uh, the, the flight got booted at 12.50. So then that meant that we were actually leaving for like what, close to, when it didn't, it didn't, it didn't take off to like 1.20. So it was 4.20 year all's time. was the time we actually got in the air. It was, so yeah, we're, I'm a little, little tired still from all that, but glad to be here with my brothers, uh, glad to talk to you guys. Missed you guys last week. Jeremiah, you did a great job hosting last week too. Yeah, um, I've listened absolutely. to a big chunk of that, uh, and uh, I, I didn't get to finish it, but I, I listened to a lot of it, and I thought you I thought you did a great job hosting the show. So yeah, I'm, I'm Jonathan, I'm associate pastor here, and uh, and normal host for the show, I guess. And I'm here with all my pastoral brothers, uh, Jeremiah Custer, Blake Flincham, and our senior pastor Jeff McCarthy. And here on Money Me Point, we talk about the the message and, and uh, we kind of uh, go a little bit deeper, look at practical application for where we can apply uh, the Sunday morning message here at Rosa Sharon to our lives, our everyday lives, and uh, whether those ever, where those everyday lives take us, and um, you know whether it's in your backyard, being a nearby neighbor, or whether it's uh, across the country, you know, uh, wherever it is. God's word applies, guys, and uh, and and we can take it with us. So, um, let's talk about the message. Uh, I I, I kind of like what you said uh, last week, Jeremiah, and I agree that this is a, in some ways, because Jeff, Jeff was gone for those sixteen weeks. Um, this is a bit of a sermon series that he's doing on honestly just the, the, the impact of uh, uh, from from the accident, the rehab, and all that, and just the things that God was showing him during that time. And he's been sharing those, those, those insights with us on, on Sunday mornings. And so, um, so it is a bit of a sermon series. It's a sermon series without a title. I guess we could call it, you know, Jeff's Insights or I don't know. <laughs> Jeff's Reflections. No, I'm, I'm sure I could come up with something far more, you know, Insights from a Fall. You know what I'm saying? Insights from the Fall. I like that. <laughs> 
<laughs> That's kind of double on It double on Tondra because it happened in the fall. Yeah. It was a fall. Uh, you didn't fall from grace, obviously. But, you know, insights from the fall. I, I like... Uh, but no, for real, um, some of the things that you've been bringing to attention, I, I think are, are good because I think it's given you a different or it gave you a different perspective to look at these things. And I, I hear that in, in, in your words on Sunday. And I, I, like you know, with with uh, with the, with this past uh, yesterday's message, missing church, um, you know, you said it. How many times have you missed church two times in a row? How many times have you missed church two weeks in a row? You can count on the, on, on one hand, I'm sure. Yeah, it's not been a whole lot. No. You I know, mean, like that time the, the church got me that trip. To, right. Because you've not taken, to my knowledge, other than that, you've not taken an actual sabbatical. No, not really. Well, I mean, you just did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, but you've not, you know, so bigger churches, they, they yeah, do yeah, sabbaticals yeah, yeah. and stuff. No, yeah, I mean, where you get like a four... Four months or three yeah. months. Yeah, but I mean, you've been at you've been at Rosa Sharon long enough to qualify for oh, yeah. for certain. Definitely. You know, so, I, so well, was this a sneaky way of getting a sabbatical? No, I would try, I would I would definitely not recommend falling and having to have surgery to get yourself just, just to get some time. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm kidding, man. Well, but, but you know, um, but for real, that's got to be the well, obviously the most you've missed church maybe in your entire life. Uh, except for that, when I was from high school, well, yeah, yeah until talking... when I got saved again, yeah, right. So yeah, uh, uh, yeah, because I mean, even when, even when, because we're, I mean, as pastors, this is what we do for a living. We're mm-hmm. basically tied to the job, so to speak. Um, so when we do miss, like even you missed, you know, you mm-hmm. were not here, uh, and you've missed before, and you've missed, you feel like, oh man, I missed, you know. You, yeah, you feel kind of like out of it a little bit because oh, yeah. you don't know what happened, and you don't. And and every Sunday's different, you know. Yep. it's not really the same thing because you have different people, different needs are happening, and stuff like that. So once you kind of like miss a couple of Sundays, and then all of a sudden it stretches, it snowballs, and then all of a sudden you really feel like you really are disconnected. And I think that's what happens to a lot of people. Maybe something happens; they don't come for a while, they get out of the habit, and then it's hard for them to break back in. Because see, they felt like they missed so much. Yeah, and see, it's easier for you to break back in because it's literally your job. Well, and I stay connected through you guys, ministering right. to me, other people in the church, uh, you know, reading your emails and stuff and listening to the podcast and listening to the sermon. So that kept you connected in a way. Right. But if, but I, if I, I hadn't done all that, yeah, and just showed up like after being gone, it would be kind of like really weird and feeling like I'm a stranger and... Who are these people? Right. It was. I think it was. I think it was you yesterday that mentioned. Was it Tom Rainer who said that by this at this point one three out of every four have come back? And yeah, this was the actual uh, the Lifeway research that was done. So we've lost a, so so church attendance is we've lost a quarter of the people. Then is that right? Yeah, three uh, three out of four have come yeah. back. So, so we've lost one that was coming prior to the pandemic. That's a lot. But that's your regular attenders prior. Those are regular attenders. We're not talking about creasters here. Right. <laughs> right. So if we're you talking add about regular in, attenders. You add in your nominal and occasionals, it's probably even more than that. Right. Right. So. By creasters, by the way, I, I, that's a that's a that's a pastoral term. I mean, preacherism. Yeah, it's a preacherism, right? <laughs> like you know, people who Christmas attend. Easter. Yeah, Christmas yeah. Easter attenders, because because we get those. So even outside of those, mm-hmm. we've lost a quarter of the people. 
and, and I wonder, um, I mean, I know that some people, and Jeremiah, you've brought this up before. Some people were still watching online. I mean, and it's good. It's a good thing. I mean, look, online, online services, good thing. And we still have people who are watching online who were attending beforehand, I guess. And, and I haven't come back yet, I think. Yeah, I mean, uh, there's some that are that are doing so because of other other circumstances besides uh, COVID. Yeah, and if you got legitimate like health reasons, things like that. Yeah, yeah. and, I, and I'm not trying to throw shade here at yeah. all. I'm just and looking, I made I'm a just point trying. in my sermon. I'm oh kept yeah, bringing that up that this is not a yeah. guilt trip. No, 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 no. I, I don't. I, and it's good, but and it's I would have been quite, quite frankly, I would have been upset with you if you tried to make yeah. it into a oh, guilt yeah, trip. Yeah, yeah. But you didn't. You did a good job not doing yeah. that. Uh, I'm just looking just objectively at data here. Yeah. I'm just, I, it, it's fascinating to me that we've lost 25% of, of our regular attenders since COVID, since COVID happened. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I, it's, it's, and I wonder, I mean, some of that is, some of that, like you said, people are still, you know, still just being cautious. Mm-hmm. I get that. Some people have legitimate reasons for not being here. But then I wonder, not just here, not here, Rosa Sharon. I'm not. I'm not mm-hmm. saying here necessarily. No, this was because this was this is nationwide, right? It's everywhere. Yeah. Um, I, I'm wondering if if we're not seeing the 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 result of what exactly what you're talking about, which is have yeah. You, you if you you know it is a, it, it, it's this way with anything. Like if you make say gym attendance, right? Mm-hmm. A priority. Yeah, if you're making it, 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 if you miss enough of it to where it it no longer is habitual, it's no longer part of your schedule, then what is there to pull you back in? Now, throughout this discussion today, because I think it fits, I want to kind of talk a little bit about this idea that's, uh, uh, that's in culture, especially young people culture, called FOMO. Which is is short for F O M O, fear of missing out. And there are um, be, the whole idea behind that is is I don't want to I don't young people do it this way I don't want to miss out on this get together or this party or this event because of fear of missing something important. And so I, I want to attend all these things because I have serious FOMO, right? I have serious fear of missing out. Mm-hmm. But I wonder how much FOMO is there when it comes to church? And, and, mm-hmm. and, and, and do we, as Christians, and I think this is really where your message was going, Jeff. Do we, as Christians, are we cultivating um, an atmosphere, a culture, a family, a home, where people have genuine FOMO. And uh, I, I don't know if, if across, I mean, I'm not talking just to Rosa Sharon. I don't know across the board if we're doing that. But we can talk, I, I kind of want that to sort of color the discussion today because I think that that fits into where you were going with, with your message. Um, you know, and... and yeah, because I mean, if, if it's just, if you're missing out on a sermon, there's tons of opportunities for you to listen to a sermon. Right? But my point, and I don't know if I did a good job of it, was to say that it's it's not all that. It's the people connecting to each other, encouraging one another, building each other up, you know, being exhorted, worshiping together as one. That's that's the what we're missing out on. Right. That that 
that uh, relationship with God and then my relationship with you and his brothers and sisters. Right. And so regardless of who's singing or what the sermon's about or all those things, they're important. But how am I engaging in my friends and connecting with them? And, hey, I heard you were hurt. I've been praying for you. All that kind of other stuff that goes on that makes it the body. That's really what what we're missing when we're missing church. No, no, you're right. That's why I said, you know, the, the internet stuff's good, but it's not the same as actually, I can, I can talk to you and you're saying, hey, I'm doing good. You know, I had some tests and everything's great. But if I actually put my eyes on you and talk to you and see your face when I'm talking to you, then, then I can discern better. Man, I'm praying for you. I'm encouraging. And then I'm encouraged because you look, you look encouraged about it. But if you've got sadness and all, I'm like, man, I need to keep praying for him because this is really weighing him heavy. So that's why it's important. Yeah, yeah. you know, um, one, one of the things that Jeremiah's brought up in, uh, in our conversations of, since we've gone to, to doing the Facebook services is he'd like to have a secondary camera that would show on occasion the people. Yeah. Because when you're, if you're at home, you're watching, all you ever see is what's on the stage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You don't see the people. And and honestly, we do church that way. We we do church like we're at the Deepak. Um, you know, you come in for some people. No, I'm not saying everybody's like this. You come in, you take your seat, you 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 know, you talk to the people who maybe are on your left and your right, and you keep your eyes focused up front. You watch the show. We even have a countdown. Yeah, we have a countdown, right? <laughs> you watch the show. Uh, you know, you, you applaud at the end and then you get up and you, you pay leave. your money. Right, you pay your money, you get <laughs> you up. You didn't like it, you don't pay the money. Yeah, you get up and, and then you leave. And and for some people, that's what church is. Mm-hmm. And, and 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 I think you're the point you made, and it's not the point you've made, it's the point that God makes in yes. his word is that's not what church is. So let's get into let's just get into what God has to say about what church is from the word. Um, and we'll just start with uh, verse 24 of Hebrews chapter 10, which is where you were at. Um, I've got the CSB, well, the HCSB here. By the way, I apologize for that. Um, I've got to start, when, uh, per personal note here, when you do the, the, when you send me the outline, a lot of times you'll put CSB. Mm-hmm. And all I have available in this is HCSB. And I, I assume that the two things work the same. They're not exactly the same. I think so, the Holloman CSB is an upgraded version. No, it's the other way around. CSB is actually an updated yeah. version of oh, the Holman, okay. and and so uh, so they haven't in our in our software we use uh, they haven't updated that yet. And so I actually, um, if you're using just straight up CSB, I need to actually start trying to look it up and put it in there because you can get it off. Like well, that. well, what what you. The CSB you used, I think, actually, the word you were looking for, read that for me because it's. I've and got, let us watch out for one another. Yeah, and, and, and to and provoke the, love and good works. Yeah, and so the HCSB of that reads, and and this is what was on the screen yesterday, and let us be concerned about one another in order to promote love and good okay. works. And so um, I didn't have the provoke word up there, and you you keyed in. Yeah, on the that. old King James uses provoke. Yeah, the, the they provoke. Uh, has different connotations. Right, right, right. The, um, it can mean promote, but can also mean, you yeah, know. Yeah, provoke seems kind of negative. Like the spur is like a goad. Yeah, So it yeah. can be a positive or a negative motivation. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But but the, the, the 
HCSB read in order to promote yeah. love and good works. And so anyway, let's let's look at it though. It All says, right. and let us be concerned about one another, or let us watch out for one another. I think the NKJV says, let's consider, consider. one consider one another. In order to do what? Stir up love and good works, uh, promote love and good works, provoke love and good works. It's pretty much all the same, same thing. It's just different ways of saying it. But the idea is, is that one of the things, one of the reasons why we want to come together, and this is the point that you were making, is not just to watch a show. Um, but we want to come together so that we can be concerned about each other, to watch out for each other. Not just even so that, um, because you can do that other places. Let's be real. Um, I can be, I can go to a bar, hang out with some bar friends, uh, Blake. Um, <laughs> just a, wow, thanks. <laughs> I can hang out with some friends at a bar. And, or, 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 no, seriously. Yeah. You know, I, I'm just, I play yeah, it. Not, but I can go hang out at a bar, gym, or at the gym, or at a ball game. And I can, I can go to those places that I see people on a regular basis and be concerned about each other, right? I, I can go to my neighbor wherever it is that I hang out with my buddies. I can I can go to those places and be and and, and show concern, right? Well, yeah. Like cheers, you know, where everyone knows your name. Where everyone knows your name, right? That's what I was thinking too. But this says that we do this in order to do two things: promote love and promote good works. Now, mm. if I'm going to a bar, if I'm going to uh, my gym. And I'm concerned about, and I show, and you know, I'm showing concern, or I'm watching out for my friends. I'm not necessarily being motivated to do that by those two by those two things. I think that's the difference here, right? Right. And I think with those two things, you know, if you are going to a sporting event, or if you're going to, you know, a bar, going out to eat, or whatever, usually that's for personal satisfaction. At the end of the day, you're going there mm -hmm. to. Um, you know, to appease yourself, you know, to satisfy yourself. But with church, it's very clear here. It's to, um, it's to love one another. And I got the ESV here. It's and consider how to stir up another to love and good work. So, mm -hmm. whereas going to those uh, other things, it's personal satisfaction. For us, it's the good of others with yeah. church and looking out for the needs of others. You know, we're putting ourselves last and putting the others first here, and. Also for good works, you know, to equip the saints to or equip other saints, and other saints can equip other saints to do the work of the ministry. Right, and um, you know, it's like a should be like a domino effect of loving other people, and we, uh, I think we treat church too much like we are. You know, we're going to see what what we can get out of it and what we can do. And there's a level, you know, obviously you do want to get something out of church. You know, you do want yeah. to be spiritually fed, but. Um, it's also your primary job to, you know, like feed yourself mm -hmm. to spiritually. And so we have this like a consumer, consumerism with church. And I think that's where we go wrong many times because then that gets into a lot of conversations. Well, um, my music preference isn't mm -hmm. what it is. Uh, you know, it's not out of the KJV preaching, you know, and it's, right. you know, when, I mean, preference, our personal preference becomes our idol with church a lot of times. And mm -hmm. that's just. It goes, I mean, it clearly goes against what's here in Hebrews 24 because if we're so concerned about us and, you know, you know, we'd rather have church time at 10 or we'd rather have church time at 11 or anything like this, you know, it's a, uh, it's just not about others at that point. Yeah, no, and, no, no, I, I hear you. I, I, I think, I think you're on, on, onto that. And Jeff, I really, I know I say, I'm, I'm saying, 
I really like the at home the home home field advantage analogy. I thought that was really good because mm-hmm. um, I, I think there there's some truth to it. But even in that, like even in that, it, the the idea that we're there, we're there to promote love for the team, we're there to promote a good performance for the team. But but the difference though is that um, that's a spectator only event, right? If I I can scream and yell at, and in some ways I'm participating, but I'm not scoring points. Mm-hmm. I'm not actually in the game. Right. I'm I, I'm as much in the game as I can be. But at the end of the day, I just want that group that's playing to do well. Mm-hmm. And I think Jeremiah that. Some people look at church like that. I'm there to promote love for my pastors. I'm there to promote them and cheer the praise team on. I'm there to promote good works from, you know, to, to, to promote good sermons and, and give my money so that the show can go on, right? Mm-hmm. But the difference is in church, church, the, the way that God has designed it, is so different from anything else because not only are you coming together to, and you are spectating to some degree, but you're an active participant in what is going on. And there's very few places that you can, that I can think of any, any, anyway, where you're actively participating in what's going on, but also spectating as well. Uh, I, I had an unfair advantage probably on you guys. I've already done sermon based small group discussion with my student ministry yesterday um and here's kind of where we landed um in our discussion like the difference Mm -hmm. because i i want to say that it's also my job when i'm not at church to be that person that's stirring up one another to love and good works Mm -hmm. right Right? church is more than the building but here's the here's the difference when i'm at work and I'm, I'm stirring up one another to love and good works, which is our job, right? Mm-hmm. To, to be that, that promoter of, of love and, and good deeds and, and just Christianity. But there's no one doing it back. There, there's, there's no help. Mm-hmm. It's just you. Like you're, it's still your job to do that thing, but you don't have home court advantage. You're out enemy territory. And you're, you're just lone rangering it. Mm-hmm. And so everything, uh, people are stirring up things for you, but it's not love and good works. So you're at work five days a week, right? So five days a week, they're, they're stirring up, promoting, provoking things in you, but it's not love and good works. It's not the church. And so um, I think to Jeff's point, if you miss a Sunday, mm-hmm. now it's 10 days of promoting and provoking things in you. If you miss two Sundays, now you're talking about 15 days of work where you're out there lone rangering. No one's pouring into you. Mm-hmm. You're, you're still supposed to be that person provoking and promoting. Um, and so uh, to Jonathan's point, it is there's a spectator aspect. And the cool thing is, is actually at church, you can be more of a spectator. Mm-hmm. Because if you're promoting love and good works as, as an individual, and then a hundred people are also promoting love and good works towards you, then you can actually be more of a, a passive, this is my time of refreshing so that the next seven days I'm out grinding and, right. and lone rangering it. And then I get that refresh, that restart mm-hmm. seven days later. And that's, for me, I, I know we don't want to be legalistic about 
You know, you've got to be here every Sunday. But for me, in my personal walk, it's like if I'm not here, the world is just too brutal. It's too hard to go multiple weeks, 10 days. I'm talking about work days, 10 work days, 15 work days without having that fellowship with other believers where they're pouring into you. You're participating, obviously, in the worship of God, but also in and them provoking and promoting love and good deeds in you and just having a reminder of, hey, the whole world's not about getting what's yours mm-hmm. and sticking it to the man and right. just those other ideologies that you hear week to week. We, 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 we hear about a love that Jesus has for us and how we're so much more than, than how much money we make and just everything right. that gets promoted Right. Throughout the week. You know, there's a pop psychology thing, and I think pastors have taken on, uh, taken it to, and applied it to the way you're talking about, too, where you can't pour from an empty cup, oh, right? Yeah. And, and it's, there's some truth to that. We don't wanna, I don't want to analogize that to the Holy Spirit because sometimes people think of, that's what yeah. we're talking about, but we're not. But, but to your point, if, if I'm coming to, to a, a weekly worship service, I'm getting my cup, theoretically, I should be anyway, getting my cup filled up right with love and good works and those kinds of things so that then I can go and pour forth from that cup to my neighbors to my gym mates to the people I hang out with wherever to to my workmates right my school my my, my fellow colleagues and students and whatever now I've got I've got something I can pour out up but if I'm but if I'm emptied out by the end of that week and then I miss the next one or I miss the next one how am I going to where am I going to get that that I can pour out. And I'm not. The, the answer is I'm not. Although, let me ask this question. And, and, and I, um, I've heard this before. And um, I'll, I'll just ask you guys. Um, what is your answer to those people who say, um, I don't, um, I feel closer to God when I'm out in the woods by myself, in the quiet, in the solitude, um, hunt. I'm in my I'm in my tree stand, or I'm by the lake, and I I feel closer to God, and I can worship God there more than I can in a brick building. And so for me, the woods or the lake is my church. Um, that's where I feel I'm I'm mo- I'm closest to God. What do you say to that? But there's no problem with personal reflection and getting away. In fact, all of us should do that. In fact, Jesus went to the wilderness for 40 days and 40 nights. That's very true. He went up to the mountain, but he always came back. He came back to uh, the world. He came back to the people. He came back to the needs. He came back to the um, opposition. He came back to his struggles with his family. He came back to all that, but he needed to get away too. Mm -hmm. So basically then, um, those kind of people, they, they created a whole religion around it called being a monk. Uh-huh. Where they just separated from society and their whole purpose then, I'm just going to be one with God and we're going to get together. And, and, and so then they disconnected from engaging in the world. So, so you can't disengage from the world and disengage from God's people and be 100% right with God. And it's, in, it's impossible. In uh, the Gospel of Mark, it says in chapter 1, verse 35, And rising very early in the morning, while it was still dark, he departed, being Jesus, he departed and went out to a desolate place, and there he prayed. So, um, you know, we see in the Scripture, it is good to do that. I mean, if Jesus did it, I think it would be a very, um, 
prideful thing to say that we don't need to do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but but also, I'll make you that you're exclusive. That's all I do. That's my church. That's right. not really what church is. Church is people, and so you've disengaged. Well, and yeah, I fully agree. And too, I know I've said it before on the podcast here, but you know, we as Christians believe in a triune God. You mm-hmm. know that you know God has always existed within community, right? And that's that's in His nature. It's in His essence to do that. And if that's how God is. You know, as Christians, as followers, as disciples, as imitators of God, I think we should do that too. And if we don't, I think it would be a <laughs> to say we don't need that when God is clearly, in essence, you know, Trinitarian and mm-hmm. existing community. I think it might be a bit selfish and prideful for us to say that we don't need to do that. Jeremiah, I know, I know. You. Just because I know you, I know you're. I'm that guy. You're you're, you're introverted, right? Yeah, I mean, I, I, you yeah. are, and 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 I, I'm not saying that to disparage. I, yeah. You even said it last week in the podcast. I think when you talked about you know apartment life and stuff. You're 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 introverted. Yeah. Um. So being with people drains you. If you're truly an introvert, being with, being around people and being uh, you know people can can suck your energy from you. And so, what do you say to that? Like. How, how, how do you deal? Because I know you would probably be, maybe aim a little bit more towards solitude. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm that guy. Like, you just described me to a T. I want, I want to be out in the woods by myself where you can hear the stream or whatever it is that you're next to, the birds and the leaves rustling. Um, I just feel closer to God. I really do. Um, and... And so for me, that that particular spiritual discipline, which is what that is, solitude and what Jesus would do is go out and find solitude. That's a spiritual discipline. That one comes naturally for me. That's not that's not something I have to like turn 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 off the world and go out and do. I just want to do that. But um, and this goes back to your sermon series, Jonathan, where we talked about. Um, you say that you feel closest to God. You're loving God. I'm glorifying God. I can do that by myself. But then God says, no, if you love me, you will keep my commands. Mm-hmm. And one of those commands, actually, I would say legitimately like the command is to make disciples. Mm-hmm. So there's two things. I would caution any person who says I can just be, I can, I can just go out, be a monk, live outside of society. Well, you're ignoring Jesus' great commission, like his last words that he records to go and make disciples. But also, you're ignoring the Spirit's leading. Because I would argue there is no single spiritual gift that the Spirit gives us where you can do by yourself. Mm-hmm. Not one. Mm-hmm. I mean, show, show me, maybe if you say worship is a spiritual gift, but I don't know if, if a... If worship is a spiritual gift, I mean, that's just mm-hmm. you're a Christian, so now you can worship. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there might no, be somebody I mean, who would say, maybe, 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 maybe someone who is very yeah, it's just response. Maybe somebody who's very wealthy would try to twist and say, um, "I can give without actually being with people." I can. I, who are you going to give to? Right. <laughs> He's still giving it to. <laughs> that's yeah. my thing. Yeah. Who are you going to give to? What are you giving to? And, and who, gifts if, were not meant to build us up for. Hey, I've got these. They're, they're I'm wearing like sure. medals. I've got like a four star gift. Right. It's to say, okay, I've got this gift. Now let me give it out. And the only way you can give it out is if people are involved. Yeah. So, yeah. so the challenge is, like you were saying, 
you know, you are introverted, so you do get that time away, but you re-engage. Mm-hmm. But what about the extrovert that's always engaged but never gets along? Mm-hmm. So there's a, there's a you got to have both. Yeah. You got to have a balance. You do. And, and, and let's and that's where I I would say that the spiritual discipline it's more a spiritual discipline for extroverts. Like for me, mm-hmm. I have a harder time doing like evangelism because that's that I have to go engage with people sometimes I don't even know, don't have a relationship mm-hmm. with. And that can cause some anxiety because just naturally, I don't want to go meet another person. Mm-hmm. Um, and if I, I'm just telling you guys, if I can do it, I'm not special. Anyone can do it. And I know when you meet me, you're like, no, there's no way you're an introvert. But I'm telling you, mm-hmm. I am. Um, it's, it's, I've learned. I had to learn based on my calling. But again, like with the spiritual gifts, how foolish would it be if I had the gift of teaching? And I'm not saying I do, but if I had the gift of teaching, but I was always by myself. Yeah, you. This is yeah. foolish. Learning, and, learning, and learning, wasting, learning, but never teaching. Yeah, you're te- wasting teaching, the spirit. I'm teaching myself. <laughs> I mean, gift of mercy, mm-hmm. gift of service. Yeah. I mean, well, you the, can't, the, the, you can't, I, I, the verse that where he talks about that, it's it's for the building up of the yes. church. Yeah. And so, the, so it. The, the the very verse where that where it talks about spiritual gifts it sort of proves your point there yeah um, that you can't do it by yourself in fact Jeremiah what I want to say is and and, and I want to be careful because I don't want to be mean about it but I want to be real about it those people who would say that um, I can worship God better when I'm by myself at the lake in in my tree stand. I don't want to argue against that and say. Um, I I actually kind of do because I think too much of that, you you stop worshiping God. Well, and you start worshiping. Well, what I was gonna, what I want to say is, the, I mean, yeah, that maybe, moment, maybe, that's, that's that atmosphere. Maybe, maybe, but what I want to, I, I don't even want to push back against it. This, you 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 could. Yeah. Let's say that that's true. Let's say it's true that you feel like you you're closer to God because you're in the woods. Yeah. And, that's great, but that's also very selfish. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, which it you, almost makes yourself God. You eventually, right? You might be able to to worship God better in the woods, in the tree stand, in at the lake, or whatever. That may be true um, for you, but then that that's very selfish because what you're saying is it's more important that I be able to worship God than it is for the church to be built up by my by by the gifts that God's giving me. And 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 I don't want to be mean about it. Like I don't want to I don't want to yeah. be mean about it, but I want to be real about it. Taking what you just said and taking the whole context of this message and, and what we're reading about in Hebrews here, to me at the end of the day, even if it's true that you can worship God, for you better in the in those in, in that in atmosphere, it's still not what God would want you to do because all you're concerned about is yourself mm-hmm. and what you're getting out of out of time with God. And what I read in the Bible is is that we're promoting others, we're promoting love and good works in others. Right, and we're, it's two things: love and good works. If it's all love, if he just said, "I want you to provoke one another to love," well, I want to love God and I want to love my fellow Christians. 
Right, but, but again, then I don't have to do any. I don't have to do any. I don't love God and love myself. Yeah, I don't have to do any good works then. Yeah. Because yeah. Uh, it's all about love. And yeah. I'm in nature and I'm loving God. Yeah. I'm loving it right now. But, yeah. But, but, but he couches it. I love people. Well, love yourself and love your, love your neighbors as yourself. So if I'm loving you and I'm loving myself and I'm trying to take care of people, then obviously, okay, if we see our neighbor in need, we're going to go do a good work. And right. I'm going to encourage you, hey, you can, would you go help me build a ramp or would you go right. help me take some groceries to somebody? So, so you know, we're all in this together and, and, and it's all visible. Our love has to be seen by the world for them to say, Wow, there's something different. Mm-hmm. They're really followers of this guy named Jesus, and our good deeds, because we're light on the hill, is like it's not to bring attention to us, but to glory. Like, thank God, I was hungry, and y'all brought me food. That's it, right? And, and that's and the point. Praise I, God for it. That's the point I was going to make earlier. The difference in in because I was thinking about it, maybe at like an Elks Lodge, um, or you know, or um, what's the Civitan? Civitan, yeah. right? You guys get oh to, we do good works all the time right you guys right. get together to uh, con- and you show concern for one another and you're promoting love and you're promoting good works and someone mm-hmm. might say well what difference is there between that and the church and what I want to say is the difference is is that when we're promoting good works it's for the glory of God mm-hmm. and, and 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 I'm not saying Civitan doesn't maybe there are people in Civitan Club or the Elks Club. That, that that have that as their motivator, but the club itself is not for that. No. The club itself is probably for like, you know, promoting community yeah. service, com- yeah. harmony in the community or something like that. Being but, a good citizen. Right. But when we're talking about promoting love and good works here in, in the Christian context, we know and understand that it's to promote love of God and promote good works to bring glory to God. And then there's a difference there. There's a, there's, a, there's a big difference. Let's move to the second point here because you say we miss the opportunity to worship together regularly. Um, and this is where you get that verse that everybody knows pretty well, I think. Not for uh, sake of this. Yeah, sake. right. Exactly. Uh, again, I'm going to... Uh, uh, we'll go there. Not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as is the manner of some. Or uh, let us not neglect our meeting together as some people do. NIV, not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing. Um, and then met the message of not avoiding worshiping together. Yeah, and so that was the whole point when I saw the message. I was like, and started doing the research. Of like, well, they're meeting together for a purpose. What is the purpose to meet together? We're just not meeting to meet. Yeah, we're meeting to worship. And yeah. so with, when you look at the word, where the synagogue is part of the, it's E-P-I-S, synagogue, the uh-huh. Greek word. And so what they did in the synagogue uh, expanded in, with, uh, with the church. And... Um, so, so the churches then are, are like these assemblies that are coming together to worship God. Yeah, I mean, the, the, that idea of, of assembling together, it's not just to, like you said, it's not just Yeah, we're not together. a Civitan club. Right. We're a, we're a church. Mm-hmm. And so, we, so as a church, you know, we're here to worship God first. That's the ultimate primary reason for us to gather on Sundays is to worship God. Yeah. And then part of that worship of God, then we fellowship with one another. We encourage one another. We, we do all the other things that, that we're told to do. We provoked into right. loving good works and all that other one stuff. One of the things that I think that we, we miss out on um, in the modern day concept of church is this idea of assembling together to, is when they were doing this, they were doing this more, I, I think, at least in the early church. 
they were doing this more than just on a single day of the week. These people were living together. They were they were sharing life together. They were assembling together to worship God, but to worship God in the everyday things that they were doing. Um, that's why you see in the very beginning of the church, and I was just reading Acts 4 last night. Um, in the very beginning, you see all of them selling everything they own so that they can help each other out. They, they, they're sharing meals together. They're, and, and when they're doing this, they're doing it in the context of worship. I mean, they're, all, they're still worshiping. But this notion that, that you know, we come together for one hour a week for some people, and that's all the, that's all the assembling together that we need is, is false. Um, we really should be, we should be involved in one another's life. When, when, I, when I read this, that's what I read. Um, that that we're, we're to be, I think God intended for us to be a community um, that, that builds one another up, not just for one hour on Sunday morning, Jeremiah, but I see that and I see we're, we're to be a community that builds one another up on a regular basis. Um, what do you think? Yeah, I 100% agree. Um, I, just, I just think that in America, it's just become so tough. Mm. Um, and I know America promotes like labor and work and, and you should work. But man, a 40-hour work week. There are many days when I reflect on a 40-hour work week because my wife... She works 40 hours, and and I just think, or minimum, she works 40 hours. Mm-hmm. And I just think, man, that just seems so wrong. It mm-hmm. just really does. It's just so sinful, really, when you boil it down. And that's a whole other subject for another time. But when you compare how much you work compared to how much you worship with other believers, corporate worship... I mean, it, it definitely looks even worse. You're talking about one to five hours a week compared to 40. Yeah. And, uh, and my kids even, it's they don't go to work, but man, they're at school so long compared mm-hmm. to what to, compared to church and even compared to how much time I get to yeah, spend. Yeah, I was going to say even compared to how much time. Even if I used with. every minute, minute I was with them focused on Jesus, which is tough. Mm-hmm. I mean, we are focused on Jesus in my home, but... Even if it was like every second I'm teaching them, I still don't even get close to what they get at school. Like mm-hmm. it's not even. Uh, and so, um, but but to your point, we can't use that as an excuse. We've got to be involved in other people's lives. When I'm not saying that when times are tough for you, you should call other people. But maybe when things are going well, you feel like you've got a good balance in your life between your Christianity and. Not that it's compartmentalized, but things are going well. Maybe give someone a call and say, look, man, how's your week going? I know it can be brutal. I know it can be hard. Uh, mm-hmm. I want to encourage you. Uh, and that's tough. And that's why I would say that the, the, the one hour, the morning worship is, is got to be the minimum. It's yeah, got to be right? the minimum. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, at, at minimum, at you need minimum. You, minimum. I mean, I'm, and then, and I'm talking bare minimum. Bare minimum. That I think you can get by with that because one thing, and I want to make this pretty clear. Um, one thing that we have that the disciples didn't have is scripture. 
uh, or sorry, the, the early church, the, mm-hmm. that, that group right. you were yeah. talking about, the Greek, mm-hmm. they pretty much had to because all they had was the apostles' teaching. Mm-hmm. So they would sell their homes so that they could move to where the apostles were in Jerusalem. Sure. And then God actually was like, all right, y'all have had enough of the apostles' teaching. I'm going to spread you guys out. Mm-hmm. I think that God did that intentionally, spread the church out. So I think that well, was... They a had dis- the Torah, I'd say. They had the Old Testament. They had the Old Testament, right? And then... But they wanted the apostles' teaching specifically yes. on Jesus, mm-hmm. um, and that know, was being developed. It was being developed. It wasn't. It wasn't there yet. And, uh, they needed the apostles' like teaching. Well, they we, had and gospel. They had. They didn't have that yet. We have the apostles' yeah. teaching mm-hmm. readily available in the scriptures, and so I think that's why we we promote so much. Hey, the the, the hour on Sunday is the minimum, but during the week you should be spending time in the Word. Because I think the word also promotes love and good works, stirs up love and good works. You hear about Jesus, you hear about his love for you, and that pours into you. So there's, you know, it's kind of, it's both and. But, yeah. but to your point, I think the, the one hour is minimal. And if you're like, I, I, I get so frustrated with my students or even my peers who are like, I'm too, I'm just too busy. I can't make it on Sunday. I'm like... I mean, one hour? Like, you can't... In, in, with the live stream, you can even pause it? Like, <laughs> you can't yeah, give... I mean, yeah. I listen to, like, four podcasts a week. Mm-hmm. That's, like, 12 hours. Yeah. You mean one hour? Yeah. That's, yeah. like, the bare minimum. We're not asking for <clears throat> much, and yet it seems like we're pulling teeth sometimes well, to get people... And to, so this gets back to what I was talking about before, right? So... They'll make, presumably, people will make time for a game. Like tonight. Oh, gosh. National championship game. Um, You know, if you're a college basketball fan, tonight matters to you, even if your team's not playing. And it, people will make time. And, And if you're a fan of either of those two teams, you'll definitely make time. Because why? Because you don't want to miss out. You don't want to miss out on that moment, that big shot, you know, that last second three that that really matters. You don't want to miss out on the joy of celebrating with everybody else. You don't want to miss out. There's, there's, these are, it's must-see TV, right? It's what they used to call it, Mm must-see television. Or, you know, or that movie that's coming out, you know, um, the new, Jeremiah, the new Marvel movie's coming out at the start of May. And everybody will, I think tickets go on sale this week. And people will go ahead and buy those tickets now. Why? Because they don't want to, they don't want to miss out. They want to be there first in line to see the movie as soon as it releases so that they don't have, they don't miss out on, on, on everything and get it spoiled for them before they can get to the theater. They want to be the one of the first ones to see it because it matters. There's something about this that I don't want to miss it. I don't want to miss this. And I can give more examples than that, right? But but there are there are there are even small events that people are like, I don't want to miss out. My friends are going to be there. Um, they're all my friends are all getting together to go to Applebee's tonight mm-hmm. to go hang out and have dinner. Um, man, I really want to go because you know I might miss out on that joke that everybody's going to talk about for the next five years, right? I don't want to miss it. What is it then about the one hour that doesn't have that? Why is it that people don't have FOMO about missing out 
on on a on a one hour Sunday service because is it is it that we're um, they just don't feel like there's anything there that they're gonna miss? Have we as pastors or have, have we as as Christians um, taken all of the, the have, have we have, have we not done a good job of of talking about you know this is important this is yeah. th- there's something that's going to ha- god's going to show up here and you don't want to miss it i mean it's funny jeff we do we do things like um uh you know we talked about creasters earlier right we do things special at easter we'll do things um on occasion like we'll do a breakfast when chet does the breakfast bowl thing mm-hmm. you know and it, it it's always amazing to me when we do stuff like that People are here. If we spent, I guarantee you, all right, I can tell you this right now. If we spent, guys, the next five weeks, um, pick a random Sunday in May, we spend the next five weeks pumping up excitement about that random Sunday in May. Oh, you guys don't want to miss this. It is going to be the service of the year. Right, and 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 we're gonna we're gonna pump it up. We're gonna wear, we're gonna print T-shirts. We're going to you know we're gonna we're we're just gonna blitz social media, Blake. We're gonna we're gonna talk about it in our kids' men. We're gonna talk about it in student ministry. We're gonna talk about, have our life groups talking about it. This is the big Sunday in May. We're not you don't want to miss this, right? If we did that, this place would be packed. I guarantee it would be. Well, you take a look at our um uh, our uh. Christmas party. I know me personally, I promoted that very, very well. And even here, I'm kind of <laughs> convicted a little bit because I'm like, you know, even as a pastor, I'm not sure that I promote coming to Sunday church the way that I did with that Christmas party. Well, you I don't, but, but, but my point and, is this, though. Go, go, go ahead. I, I, I'll, well, I'll say But, um, you know, I think, you know, I, just I, like for me, you know, promoting like, hey, the need, um, exposing people like, hey, you need to come because, you know, you're missing out and, and, you know, they come on Sunday nights, Sunday mornings too, you know. But um, just, I think for passion, you know, exposing that need, um, you know, just, you know, continually. And I think sometimes as a pastor, it can get really, really frustrating because I feel like we say the same thing over and over and over and over again. <laughs> and people might get it on the sixth or seventh time, you know. Yeah. Which, you know, that's another thing of itself. But I think just, uh, I know for me personally, you know, I think pro- – promoting things like that but promoting the need for it i think is something that is a must but to my point yeah. here jeff why is it that we need the hype mm. but, but the hype works you go well, to a point it you, you know you know i'm right yeah you know i'm right because we well you, you if, picked a sunday in may and we were talking about maybe it's going to be well i wasn't thinking about i actually wasn't thinking about that when i said that but, but, but yeah i mean we've all i mean every church does that you have high attendance sunday you have you know, pack the pew Sunday, you have back to school. You know, you have all this stuff to try to get people there and get interested. And then maybe they come and then, but if it's, you know, the, the actual habit in here was the not forsaking, which mm-hmm. is the habit. The, the coming should be the regular, normal part of life. Mm-hmm. And if I'm not doing that, then I fall into a bad habit of not coming. Yeah. And so the bad habit now has become the, the norm. Mm-hmm. The not attending is the norm, and coming is the thing that is kind of strange. Mm-hmm. So they're used to the habit of not coming, but um, I think we got a lot of a lot of it has to do with what Jeremiah was talking about. You know, 
worship, you come to worship, but then worship gets extended through the week. Mm-hmm. That, hey, I worship and I'm, I'm trying to apply what God's taught me through the pastor's sermon or Sunday school or, you know, my buddies, you know, we're having a conversation at lunch, whatever. You, you extend that worship through the week and then you come back ready for worship because you've been prepared for it. You've done your Bible studies. You, you got away from, uh, you know, you took that hour away where you got, uh, you know, you did your thing with God and all that. So, so it's just a natural extension of what you're doing anyway. And so, um, so then church becomes that I've got to go now because I want to find out from Jeremiah, hey, you said you were going to go to the creek this week because, you know, God really got a hold of you. And I want to find out what happened. Right. And that's to me, that's the thing for find out what's going on out in the world that, that you live in your life. Right. As opposed to, wow, that was a good sermon last week. Let's see how he's going to follow that up. Or that was a good praise team last week. Let's see if they're going to follow it up. Mm-hmm. That's the wrong thing. The event and the coming to this building for this moment in time. Mm-hmm. It is a moment in time and everything that we do come together to worship. But, but the extension of it is really what you need. And yeah. at one time in America when everybody rode on horseback or walked and the church was the meeting place and the center of the community and everything and the schools and everything were all, everything went there. The government meetings were there. The school meetings were there. You see, then I think it was, even, so, it was, it was almost obligatory then, right? There, yeah, there was, there was, so, there was a I sense mean, of obligation. Right, so, so you didn't want to be left out in the community and so you went, whether, whether you're a believer or not, you, you would go. Um, but then, so as America got prosperous and wealthy and, and things were created where you're able then to cocoon and get away, then really it's hard to say, hey, come by the church today because we've got things going on. Unless mm-hmm. we're in an inner city uh, uh, situation or like, like the, the, the church we watched the video on that the right next to the Marine base. Mm-hmm. They just started saying, hey, we would like to invite you guys to come have dinner. Right. Instead of like, we're having dinner for Wednesday night for our church people mm-hmm. and their families. They were like, hey, let's have dinner and invite these Marines to mm-hmm. come and eat. Mm-hmm. Well, they were actually doing what Jeremiah was talking about earlier, where the church then, the building and everything was used um, on, on a regular basis. I didn't think they were doing it at their church. I think they were doing it at their home. I'm, wherever I'm, where's right, that? I'm, yeah. I'm fairly certain that But that, wherever that, that they the were doing, doing it, it, right. it opened the door for them then yeah. Yeah. To, to bring them into the to the into the actual church yes. right and, and, and then, so then you have a similar that's saying. the hard thing for us i mean even like our little geographic area we're surrounded by everything but we're like on a little triangle here mm-hmm. and we're disconnected somebody would actually have to come and come here for something to happen here yeah and so um, that gets back to the point of uh, it's not about the building but about the people in this who then the, right. the church then leaves the church to go out into the community, right, and then you got you, you you know that that whole example of the marine couple. You've got that leads to someone making the statement. I'm just surprised to see that you know a church being the church, yeah, doing what a church, doing, is, doing what a church is supposed to do. And it's like, <laughs> so, well, we wow. well, in our mind the, the church is well, the church is supposed to have a service on Sunday. We're supposed to have you know music. We're supposed to have prayer. We're supposed to have you know, scripture reading and preaching and mm-hmm. all this other stuff. So we've kind of, in our mind, created this is what church is as opposed to this is a, a part of being be, coming together together in, a, in an assembly to worship God. And then now we're going to go out and be scattered to the world so, to Jer- live our lives. So Jeremiah, let me ask you a, a, 
a bit more of a provoking question. Should we rethink the way we do church? Should we rethink um, like how how we go about doing things? I mean, is 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 there need? Have we gotten so much into a rut of how church is that we've lost what it actually is? Yeah, I think you. Uh, I think we should. I've been promoting that for years. Um, because I, I, I think what the church has done is they've tried so hard to create this FOMO mm-hmm. that all they've done is created distractions. Mm. I mean, when you talk about high attendance Sunday and homecoming, and to me, I think those sometimes, because you guys know I'm simple and focused, and the, here's the reason why I think I am. When you create events and things that I think distract you from what I would say is the greatest joy because mm-hmm. um, you're trying to create joy right in people's hearts which is impossible right mm-hmm. we don't create joy we can't sure but I think we can distract people from the actual joy the thing that should bring the most FOMO is Jesus mm-hmm I mean, it, it just is. I, it, I'm actually going to talk. I thought I had it on the board there. I told my students I want to talk to them about a thing called Christian hedonism. It's not my thing. I didn't create it, but it's, it's meant to be a buzz. Mm-hmm. Buzz. You're supposed to have some feelings when you hear that word hedonism, and especially in regards to Christianity. But basically, all it is is that God is our greatest joy. Mm-hmm. God's our greatest joy. He's our greatest pleasure. Enjoying Christ. And I just don't think we promote enjoying... You can't even promote it. I don't know I don't know how to, to say you should just be so in love with Jesus that you have a natural FOMO mm-hmm. to be here. Mm-hmm. I, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Everything... We could try to fabricate it. But if you just don't have the joy that comes from Christ and want to be involved... I don't know. I think that's, I think when I say, I think we should rethink how we do church. It just needs to be structured, in my opinion, more on what lifts Christ up the most. Mm -hmm. Maybe not what event should we do? What music should we play? uh, Which demographic should we go for? But the church, what, what highlights Christ to where we can just enjoy him? Mm -hmm. Because that's the greatest pleasure on earth. I really believe that. Um, I, I think that's what Solomon's writing in the in the book of Ecclesiastes. He's like, dude, I pursued money. I pursued women. I pursued... Uh, he doesn't say drugs, but it seems like he pursued like like a illustrious, mm-hmm. uh, you know, drinking wine. and eating mm-hmm. and wine. Right. Um, a he said, style. I, I, yeah, I pursued it all. And he said it didn't satisfy. He said, you know what does satisfy? God. Mm-hmm. Uh. That's what brings me the highest joy. Right. That's that's the FOMO I've been looking for, and and I just I don't know I don't I don't want to say that having a high attendance Sunday is bad. It's not bad, but sometimes I think we just get too distracted on the thing that should bring for Christians the most FOMO. I actually, it, uh, it's funny you bring that. I had a pastor to say one time, um, and he was or I heard him. He was quoting another guy, but he said whatever it whatever you use to get them there is what you're going to have to do to keep them there. Mm-hmm. 
Yes, it's uh, and so it's a, and, and so as as former youth pastors, Je- right. Jeff and I both did this. Um, you know, we came through the era of the '90s when when the way to get kids there were to do big pizza parties and events. lock-ins events. and events, and we, it was a very event-driven t- form of student ministry that was more focused on event than it was worship. To be honest with you, sometimes, um, and what happens is. Yeah, those things are massive draws, and you'll get a bunch of kids here. But unless you're doing that stuff every week, they're not coming. Yeah, they, they, they you'll, you'll, you'll pick up a few spares here and there. But it, and it's the same thing with, with as soon as they grow, it's a, it's grow out same, of your student ministry. But it's the same thing. They're with not going to get that. No, exactly. It's a, and it's the same thing with adults too. You know, I see churches that do this that that'll do you know. Big, uh, you know, I don't know, like imagine doing a giveaway or something, right? Well, if you do a giveaway, you better do a giveaway every week. You have to do a giveaway all the time now in order to get people to keep coming back. So, so pay- whatever it is that you use to get them there is what you're going to have to use to keep them there. The yeah. good news is if you use Jesus. <laughs> I mean, that's the thing. If you use the word and the gospel, and it's... I know that doesn't seem glamorous. It seems oh, it's so not. simple. It's not. And the problem, Jeremiah, is he, he, here. Here's the real issue. The problem is, is it's not glamorous. It's not. It, it's. It's not on the face. On the face, it's not exciting enough. Yeah. Right. On the face. On the face of it, it's not exciting enough. And so, what I think happens is, and especially, it's not exciting if all you're doing is coming and listening. Look, Jeff could be the most dynamic speaker ever. I could be the most dynamic worship leader you've ever seen. But if if all you're doing is coming and listening to us, there's only so much we can do. Yeah. And at the end of the day, even the best show gets boring after a while. And so if you're just coming for the show, Blake, if you're just coming for the show, then you're going to get bored and you're not going to have excitement. Well, and I think of the people in um, Jesus' day, you know, I'm sure, you know, they loved watching them do the miracles. They loved watching them heal people. <laughs> Free bread! Yeah, they loved, you know, turning Pretzel bread. water into wine and, you know, uh, bread and fish. But when he says, you know, you got to deny yourself, pick up your cross and follow me. Yeah, that's not exciting. They're nowhere to be found. And, and they, they scatter. Yeah, they yeah. So when it comes to Jesus... Only the genuine people stay. Well, you know, and, Kyle Eidelman did that really famous study, Not a Fan. Yeah. Where he, he talked about that. He, he was trying to come up with a, a sermon for Easter, I think it was. And, and God just showed him, because he was like, how can I get more people here and stuff? And he's like, Jesus is not interested in fans. Jesus is not interested in having fans. He's not. Because he can get plenty of fans. Oh, yeah. What Jesus wants is followers. And those are fewer so there's few there there are far fewer followers than there are fans it because is. of what you just said. Well, and you know if um, and that's <laughs> and that's why it's never about the numbers because Jesus could have had the numbers if he wanted to with mm. the with the you know the healings the miracles. Well, he you know. did. He had yeah. mobs and crowds following him all the time. Yeah, but when it came to true followers, it was much less than the seemingly crowd mm-hmm. that was there and so I yeah I think it's been a problem I mean even since Jesus day yeah you know and 
I think, you know, we just have to be encouraged by the ones who are genuine followers and pour into them and obviously pour into others to get them and kind of disciple them to be genuine followers. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but also promoting the word and saying, like, look, here's what we're here for. Mm-hmm. This He is the reason we do what we do. Yeah. And if, yes. if you're not satisfied or happy with that, then we have a heart problem that we have to address. Mm. And obviously in love, you know, but oh, yeah, we yeah. also have to tell the truth in love too. Yeah, yeah. yeah the way Pace says it, uh, that same phrase mm-hmm. is he used to say, uh, it's not my philosophy of ministry, but he would say, what you win them with is what you win them to. Mm-hmm. So if you win them with events, pizza parties, uh, covered dish fellowships, mm-hmm. bounce houses... And we do that stuff. I mean, because as a community, we should have fun, right? Yeah, sure. And we should look like, hey, those guys, they don't may not have much, but they seem satisfied by something. Mm-hmm. And so I just think, yeah, just promoting Jesus. Just lift him up. Always be pointing to him. Don't point to yourself. I think some teachers, they, and I don't think anyone in this room um, struggles with trying to be the best teacher so that people will follow them. I think we right. do a great job of promoting Jesus, just staying focused on Jesus, everything. He's the center of all we do because, to me, he's the greatest satisfaction. Oh, yeah. It's the greatest form of FOMO. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's just, he's, I'm so satisfied in Jesus. Yeah. Um, and that's what keeps me coming mm-hmm. is Jesus. I mean, I like the fellowship. And I think we need the fellowship because the scripture is pretty clear on that. But it's it's the it's just Jesus. Yeah, and it's how God God and Jesus is working in your life. That right. So that's that's the next reflection of it is like, yeah. okay, you're going through cancer, but then you're expressing how God's getting you through, and you know, and through your Facebook or whatever, you're getting the word out like you know God is bringing me through all this. So the good thing is, it's not just us as the pastors that's sharing, but when we our yeah. people do that, and yeah. they're the ones sharing, and they're the ones telling, you know, I've went through this hard time, and now uh, God's seeing me through. And I think that's the whole point of, part of the reason we come to to worship together is to, to encourage one another. I, I wonder, on that point, I wonder if, um, I wonder if we should, not all the time, but I wonder if we shouldn't, um, give people an opportunity to to testify to to share the praises that how God is working in their life right now um, in in sort of a public way so that it's not again it's not just about the show but it's mm-hmm. about I don't want to miss out on what God is doing I don't want to miss out on how God is, is working in the lives I know that life groups are good for that too. But I'm wondering if, uh, just just thinking out loud, I'm wondering if corporate worship, if there isn't a place for that, um, or if we shouldn't carve out on occasion a place for that, um, just because that's part of. Part, I think you're right. I think I think it's not just it's not just I'm I want to I don't want to miss out on what Jesus is doing in my life. I don't want to miss out on what Jesus is doing in Jeff's life. Yes, exactly. I don't want to miss out on what Jesus is doing or how I can minister to Jeff while, you know, in, in, in his life, in his, in his walk. I, I don't want to miss out on that aspect either. And so um, I, think, I think that FOMO has to incorporate both of those things. And, and I think 
Um, maybe we don't carve out enough of that in corporate worship uh, to, 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 to get people interested in hearing. Because stories are, um, you know, I like it. I, I like hearing people's stories. I like, I like hearing what God is doing. Well, see, you know, like when we, when we have the deacon uh, and they tell their story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, they're all like, uh, some of them are very good and they can get up there and talk and then others talk from the heart and they get choked up and cry and they're all good. Yeah. You well, know? Even look- and, and it's like, no, don't feel it. <laughs> because they're like, well, I don't really have a good testament. Yes, you do. You know, because well, well, everybody's different and people are going to relate to different things and different people absolutely. and, yeah, and Jeff, different it, events. It's like you. Um, I, I've, I've really, I mean, and I, I know because I walked with you through the whole thing, but not, I wasn't there for every aspect of it, but I've enjoyed hearing your story, how God worked, showed you things, showed you insights during that 16 weeks you were away. Um, I, I, I've enjoyed hearing that and hearing, hearing you talk from, from a very personal place. Um, that, that, you know, that matters. Oh, and yeah. so... Um, so yeah, I don't know. That's just a, just, just a thought. Well, look, we're, we're out of time here, unfortunately. We're gonna have to we're gonna wrap this up. Um, so uh, hopefully you've enjoyed our discussion here. Uh, I know we've kind of rambled a little bit, but overall, I think we have kind of stayed on on topic. Um, Jeff, where are we going next week? It's Palm Sunday, so yeah, um, I'm gonna talk about that. Uh, comfort one another with these words. I'm gonna talk about the, from First First Thessalonians yeah. four thirteen. The oh. yeah, okay, and the how how you know. Through part of my problem, as everybody knows, was the injury, but also dealing with the deaths in my family. Sure. And uh, so I'm going to talk about that because it's kind of leading up to uh, uh, Resurrection Sunday. So. Okay. That sounds awesome. That'll be awesome. All right. Well, we'll be here for that. Um, uh, unless something changes, we should be back here at next uh, uh, next Monday. And we hope that you'll tune in then. Uh, thanks for tuning in today. And we'll see you on the next one. So long.